Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Friends, I introduced the Psalms two episodes ago, but I, I want to say one more thing in general about all of the 150 Psalms. You see, the Word of God comes to us in every book and every chapter of the Bible. But uniquely, Psalms contain the words of men to the Lord. In other words, the Lord has given us the entire Bible, including the Psalms. But the place where mankind, individuals, um, David foremost among them, uh, the place where mankind expresses their thoughts, their loves, uh, their desires, their needs, their struggles, is most clearly contained in the Psalms. And so the Psalms are, in my opinion, among the most holy and relevant scriptures contained in the entire Bible for each of us, because the the struggles that are mentioned and contended with in the Psalms and the prayers that are prayed in the Psalms are timeless and universal. And so there are indeed prophecies, uh, and there are indeed many words from the Lord to mankind contained in the Psalms. But overall, this is uh, mankind's love letter to the Lord. And so today, we're going to look into Psalm 2. Now, Psalm 2 is a messianic psalm. It's attributed to King David uh, in the New Testament. The internal portion of the psalm does not have an attribution contained within the text. But it's essentially a prophecy about the Messiah. The occasion uh, for this having originally been composed is somewhat in doubt. Some believe that it may have been an attempt to honor Davidic kings, those who were coming to the throne descended from David. The date of the writing of this, along with most of the Davidic Psalms, is around 1000 BC. And as I said, it's a Messianic Psalm. It's frequently quoted in the New Testament. I'll give some of those attributions as we go through the text itself. But first, I want to read from the King James Version, not the NIV, the entire psalm. It's only 12 verses, and then uh, we'll break it down uh, into individual verses from the NIV in a moment. But listen carefully now as I read from Psalm 2, King James Version. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves And the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then he shall speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet I have set my king upon my holy hill of Zion, I will declare the decree the Lord has said to me, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron, thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Be wise now, therefore, O you kings, Be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoicing and with trembling. Kiss the Son, lest he be angry, 
and ye perish from the way, when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all of they that put their trust in him. And so this is about the reign of the Lord's anointed. And uh, as I said, that was from the King James Version. And I'm going to go verse by verse now uh, through the NIV for a little more specificity on the content. So it opens with a prophecy about Yahweh's anointed. Verse 1, Why do the nations conspire and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their chains and throw off their shackles. And of course, most of you recall from the New Testament that indeed the leadership in the first century, the religious leadership and the governmental leadership in the first century in Israel, conspired against the Lord's anointed, his Messiah, and um, attempted to band together in um, an uprising against the will of God. Now, the book of Acts applies this psalm to Jesus and uh, attributes the authorship directly to David, and it includes a quote from this verse 1 primarily. But let me read Acts chapter 4, verse 25 again from the NIV. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David. So there's the attribution to David. Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up, and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Verse 27, Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in this city to conspire against your holy servant Jesus, whom you have anointed. And so Acts 4 is clearly attributing this psalm prophetically to having spoken about um, uh, Jesus and the conspiracy between um, Herod and Pontius Pilate and the Gentiles and the Jews against Jesus, uh, resulting in his crucifixion. The psalmist goes on to give uh, Yahweh's opinion concerning the opposition. Verse 4, The one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. He rebukes them in his anger and terrifies them in his wrath, saying, I have installed my king on Zion my holy mountain. And so the Lord knows that ultimately the plans of men and the opposition will fall into insignificance. And so he rebukes them in his anger, and ultimately his king is installed not only on the earth on Zion, but on the Zion in eternity. And so the Lord Jesus was uh, victorious over the grave in spite of the opposition. And then the anointed one, the Messiah, responds to Yahweh's decree. In verse 7, he says, I will proclaim the Lord's decree. He said to me, you are my son. Today I've become your father. Now, this verse 7 is also quoted repeatedly in the New Testament about Jesus. Acts 13, 32 says that God um, promised our ancestors and he has fulfilled for us their children by raising up Jesus. As is written in the second Psalm, you are my son. Today I've become your father. And then Hebrews chapter 1, verse 5 says, To which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son, and today I've become your father? But of course, to Jesus, he said that. And then uh, Hebrews 5, 5 repeats this. Speaking of Jesus, You are my son, today I've become your father. And so this, um, this psalm is interpreted in the New Testament as having been prophetically inspired to teach us about Jesus and things about Jesus. 
And so Yahweh then proposes a request for his anointed one to submit to him. In other words, he gives um, uh, Jesus a direction for what to ask for. In verse 8, he says, Ask me, and I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possession. You will break them with a rod of iron. You will dash them to pieces like pottery. And once again, this psalm is quoted repeatedly in the New Testament. Revelation 2.26 applies this to Jesus. I will give um, authority over the nations, and that one will rule them with an iron scepter and will dash them to pieces like pottery. And this is uh, Jesus extending this victory to his own people. Revelation 12.5, she gave birth to a son, a man-child, who will rule all the nations with an iron scepter. So a reference to the iron scepter, and then another reference to the uh, the Lord ruling with an iron scepter in Revelation 19. The psalm closes with a strong exhortation for mankind to honor uh, the Son of God. Verse 10, Therefore, you kings be wise. Be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and celebrate his rule with trembling. Kiss the Son, or he will be angry, and your way will lead to your destruction. For his wrath can flare up in a moment. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. And so, Heavenly Father, we do celebrate the rule of your anointed one, Jesus Christ. Lord, we honor him and we take refuge in him. We ask you, Lord, that he would come and rule mankind with his iron scepter, that he would break all of his opposition into pieces like pottery, as has been prophesied. Lord, you have indeed declared Jesus to be your son. You are his father and you're our father. And his destiny has been extended to us as his brothers. Lord, we love you and we stand in agreement. Your will be done and your kingdom come. May your anointed one, Jesus Christ, come and rule and reign. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.